my lovely people. You are tuned in to the Esteem Room. I am your host, Kimberly Gothy, aka Kim, aka Hollywood. What's up, everyone? I'm your other host, Tierra Green, aka Peaches, aka TT, aka TAG, aka Tag. I'm all of that. All of that. And you are tuned in to the Esteem Room. We are so grateful that you guys stopped by to just listen to our first episode. This is the pilot episode here. Pilot episode. This is gonna be my first live episode. This is going to be so good. You all are tuned into some good stuff. Good stuff. So we definitely want to thank everybody for the support that we have gotten this far. And it's gonna be lit. So, like a little bit about myself. I currently reside in Orangeburg, South Carolina. I am a work-from-home mother of one. I do case management. I love helping people out in the community. And right now, am I having a hot girl summer tea? I don't know. Can you tell me you're having a hot girl summer? You know what? Honestly, they can have that hot girl summer because I'm trying to catch flights and feelings, okay? What? I'm trying to own real estate and rules Royces, okay? I'm trying to invest in stocks and Ooh. securities, okay? Trying to, oh, trying to make them coins. <laughs> Look, hot girl summer's counsel for me because right, you know why I got to make coins, you know what I'm saying? I got to bang, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I got to be... Oh, you booed up. I'm booed up. You know what I'm saying? Well, baby, where you at, baby? <laughs> if you listening, hey. Because I told you to tune in anyway, so you should be here listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you, T. Well, y'all, just a little synopsis about me. Um, I'm from McCormick, South Carolina. Represent Clark's Hill, you know, 864 to Upstate. Um... I graduated from South Carolina State, you know, it was on the Marching 101, graduated with my bachelor's in psychology and my master's in rehab counseling. Um, I'm currently a MHT with Department of Mental Health slash Wellpath, you know, um, I'm going to work my way on up, you know, um, I, I work with mental health patients, so. Okay, okay. Ooh, she's bougie. It's a little something slight. <laughs> bourgeois, you know. bourgeois. But listen, listen, listen. I graduated from the illustrious South Carolina State University as well, and I marched in the Marching 101 Band. 101. <laughs> yeah, we both are members of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated, the best sorority there is. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And don't yes, forget sir. we're Tweety Birds, you know, marching the same section, Piccolo section, all day, every day. The best section in the band is the Piccolos. <laughs> Right, but we're going to jump right on in into this episode. I'm going to let T explain a little bit about the podcast and why we started this movement about the esteem room and what it is. All right, y'all. So basically, the esteem room is about um, not only about alopecia, but we're going to be talking about self-esteem and confidence and and also other topics um, that you all would like for us to talk about. Um, I, I notice a lot of people really don't know what alopecia is. So mm-hmm. we're going to tell our personal stories and how it affects us and also give you a little bit of um, information about what is alopecia and how we got through our struggles with alopecia. Because it's a lot of people out here who have it and who's afraid to talk about it because, you know, they may feel like, oh, they're not like mm-hmm. everyone else. Or they may feel like, you know, oh, my God, I'm weird. 
you know so so this could be a, a motivational thing as well and, and 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 not only a motivational thing for um people who have alopecia but but people who have low self-esteem mm-hmm. um uh, people who suffer with um different things so mm-hmm. and you know what just knowing your worth too like we're going to be talking about just knowing your worth mm-hmm. entering relationships and knowing right. what some red flags are of right. toxic relationships right right and um no just getting through difficult situations so right right exactly we had to take a quick snap break to get these creative juices flowing to tell you guys exactly what alopecia is all right y'all so alopecia areata is a common autoimmune disorder that often results in unpredictable hair loss um, it roughly affects 6.8 million people in the United States. And the condition can often affect anyone no matter what race, age, or gender. And most cases occur before the age of 30. Mm. That's interesting because I was actually 21 when I first found my spot, like the first wow. spot. and in college had my hair and some dread extensions and washing my hair came across a soft spot well a smooth spot rather about the size of a nickel and you know I'm washing my hair and I come across this and had no idea what it was and I called my mother and she said you know Kim I don't know what's going on we don't have any um severe hair loss or any problems with hair loss on my side of the family so I don't really know you know what to tell you but my reaction was I was devastated um, as time went on mm. yeah I found out when I was in fifth grade um, I had just began to start getting perms you know mm-hmm. you have to get your hair fried for church and all so, fried down and laid to the side right <laughs> hot comb on the stove all of that so my mom you know she she noticed that I had a spot in my head that was the size of a dime so mm-hmm. um when it was time for me to go back and get a perm she told my hairstylist and my hairstylist said off rip that is alopecia and my mom was like, well, how do you know it's alopecia? She was like, I know what alopecia looked like, and I know what it is. It's alopecia. So then hmm. my mother, you know, she took me to the doctor. And, you know, the doctor didn't know at, at first what it was. So she took me to another hairstylist, and um, I started getting braids. And that took my hair out as well. Hmm. Like, just getting braids. Mm. Mm. And see, like, I had the dread extensions, so I was under the impression that maybe the dread extensions were taking my hair out, and mm-hmm. that was the reason for the spot. But um, nothing run. it doesn't run in my family. So, like, I didn't, I didn't think it was alopecia. And see, it, it runs in my family on my grandfather's side. Mm-hmm. So some of the females in my family have alopecia. And some of the males have alopecia. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, she has it as well, and she has no hair on her head. So, so she, so, so she's really familiar of how the process started because mm-hmm. hers, hers started a little bit differently from mine's. Okay. Hers itched. Mine's didn't itch when it started coming out. Hers mm-hmm. itched. 
So, and just to um, clarify, it is three different types of alopecia. You have alopecia areata, which affects only certain parts of the scalp. Alopecia totalis affects the whole scalp. And alopecia universalis attacks the whole body. And so you can actually um, have bare eyebrows, no hair on your legs, arms, underarms. Mm -hmm. And so... um, Mine is is seasonal because my spot went from a nickel size to about the size of my hand. If you hold out your hand and you stretch your thumb and your middle finger out, that's how wide my spot was. And it happened, it grew that size in about six months, six to eight months. It grew that big. And so um, when I, before it got that big, um, I went to the doctor and, you know, I went and told him what was going on because it had gotten out of control at this point. And I told him, you know, uh, I don't know what's going on, so maybe you can assist me in telling me what this is. And, you know, he said, well, let me do a blood test to kind of rule out some, some of the big, bigger diseases and, and conditions before I tell you that it's alopecia because I don't want to tell you that. And it may be something else going on. And I said, well, a blood test over hair loss, like, you know, what's going on? So he decided to test me for lupus, thyroid, HIV, AIDS, polio. I mean, he was just naming everything that I had not wanted to hear I didn't, I didn't I didn't want to hear any of that because like I said it came out of nowhere it's not genetic in my family and so that was like the longest weekend of my life I went maybe on a Thursday and I had to wait Friday Saturday Sunday Monday so just imagine somebody telling you we got to do a blood test to test you for HIV AIDS thyroid lupus polio chrome I, I was just like and that's scary because yeah. you think that you may have one of those yes and you're like oh wow i, I really have this mm-hmm. and i can say that with my spot it i ended up having different spots in mm-hmm. my scalp and then it started to get bigger and bigger and the spots end up conjoining mm-hmm. and i can say that um the first doctor I went to wouldn't give me a shot because they said that I was too young. It was like, you know, we're not going to start you off with steroids because of your age. And the shots are, are basically steroids. Mm-hmm. And they gave me medicine instead, and it didn't work. Um, and I, I noticed that I never saw the hair on my pillow. I never knew where it went. Mm-hmm. I was like, so so where is my hair going? Like, it's, it's not on the bed. That's like... Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. just you know come and just I mean like what's going on? Like, right. Mine was like that too. Yeah, mine was like that too. I would wake up and I'll be I'll be like okay, my spot I noticed that the spot got bigger, but I didn't ever see any hair on the pillow. Mm-hmm. I never saw. I didn't have excessive shedding in the shower. You know I wasn't combing. I wasn't manipulating my hair mm-hmm. to where it was coming out like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I went to another doctor. Um, and they basically told me that the shots might not work. It may work. It may not work. 
And then they took a biopsy of my scalp, mm-hmm. and that's when they officially diagnosed me with alopecia. Mm-hmm. And I would say I was like in the eighth grade when eighth they grade. finally diagnosed me with it. So with the steroid shots, they're supposed to promote hair growth, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're supposed to promote hair growth, but the shots, it, it really didn't mm-hmm. work for me. Yeah. So, and see, I don't like needles, so that was not an option. Right. I wasn't going to do that. And, and see, <laughs> and see, um, I remember the first time, like, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I started crying. I was like, oh, God, it hurt. But it didn't really hurt, but, you know, it's a shot. So mm-hmm. um, it's the idea of it going inside of your scalp. Mm-hmm. That's what got me. Mm. But Okay. So, like, what type of hairstyles did you did you do? I mean, you were in eighth grade, so, mm-hmm. like, how did you wear your hair? I know you said you had braids and those took them out. So, like, what were your options? Well, well, when it first started coming out, um, after I stopped getting the perms, mm-hmm. um, I had dreads. And then it got shorter. And that's when I would transition to braids and hair pieces. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I couldn't do the hair pieces anymore because it couldn't, because it, it, it didn't catch with the middle because I had a big spot in my head mm-hmm. so I couldn't catch it up in a ponytail anymore so then I started going to wear quick weaves okay. and and ever since then I was wearing wigs until up to now mm-hmm. where I decided to shave my hair this past December and just go bald mm-hmm. because um, I came to the conclusion that hey you know what Tierra use not your hair Mm, you know, because I don't let your hair. I am yes, that's it, girl. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, India. <laughs> Shout out to India. Yes, India. But you know, I I got tired of it one day this past December, and I just cut it off. I say, you know what, Tierra. You, you are who you are, and you have to accept who mm-hmm. you are. And, and also, shout out to my boyfriend. Shout out to Bay, cause he, oh, Bay. he really he motivated me to cut my hair as well. Mm-hmm. He he motivated me and told me, hey, you know what, you're beautiful. You know what, because I'm, I'm gonna be by your side and stand by you. Mm-hmm. So that gave me that extra push that push. I needed to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. So and like I I do my own hair, and so. Um, even though the spot was about the size of my hand, I would braid down my hair. And I, at this time, at this point, I didn't do the closures. I don't mm-hmm. think this was that was even popular. I was still doing leave out. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, I, I still had a little leave out mm-hmm. in the front. And, but I would do like a side part or a middle part, but I would make the middle part really short. But... Um, I would sew my hair in. I was in the band, so, you know, we always wore our hat on oh, Saturdays yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know, it get hot at band practice, and I remember scratching and just feeling that little soft spot, a little Girl, smooth spot. some and, days I just want to just go without no wig and just put that hat on mm-hmm. and be, like, bumping because it just be so hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I never, after the dread ascensions, I never wore braids again. And I remember it was one day my spot was was uh still the size of my hand i remember i wanted to wear my natural hair so bad and i remember i was in criminal justice class and i remember going in there and i had a dress on mm-hmm. and i remember everybody's like oh my gosh kim go ahead you know mm. 
I never saw you with a dress on. I was, I was just, <laughs> feel, I was feeling myself that day. Jeez. Okay, and I had my natural hair out. And that was hot and I was girl sitting, summer early. Hot girl summer early. <laughs> I was sitting on the, the outside of the rope, mm-hmm. and somebody came by and touched my hair. Now, if y'all saw how my hair was, I had about twenty bobby pins in just to hide the spot. Mm-hmm. But I've always been the type of person that I don't like people touching my hair anyway. Right. But now that I'm dealing with this, somebody touched my hair. Do y'all? Do you know, y'all? I left class. Oh. And and cried all the way to my room, and I just sat in the room like I'm never wearing my hair out again because. Wow. My hair was it was it was I had I had bantu knots and I had, I did like a bantu knot out mm-hmm. and somebody came by and like touched my hair they didn't move it but I just felt at that moment I was about to be exposed right and I just felt very uncomfortable I wasn't ready to accept it or uh to to let everyone else see mm-hmm. and so I just remember telling the teacher like I gotta go I don't feel good right and I just sat in the room I was like I'm never wearing my hair out again I'm never wearing my hair out again wow. And so, I hid it for a long time only because I wasn't, I wasn't ready to accept it. Like, you're you're losing it. I didn't know how bad it was gonna get. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know now, 2019, we have so many options of wearing, you know, weaves and lace fronts and all of that. I know we have so many options with crochet mm-hmm. and so. But at that time, um, you know, we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did, but I just wasn't into that. I was more so into doing my own hair right. and having my leave out. But and see, but yeah, and, and that I completely understand because most of my friends around me, oh, they were wearing sew-ins, mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to get my hair braided down and have the sew-in, you know, so have the sew-ins mm-hmm. going on. So that kind of used to make me sad a little bit because I couldn't experience that because I couldn't really catch my hair like that so but you know what's crazy or not crazy interesting is that now we as women we don't mind telling people we got a wig on right so actually it's it may be a lot more women dealing with this issue but we feel more comfortable saying girl i like your hair and be like girl it's a wig Right now, y'all tell me y'all haven't said that it's a wig. I'm yeah. quick to say it's a wig. I pay for it. It's my hair. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we. So it kind of it, it 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 does make it a little easier to accept the fact that we wear wigs now. With my hair now, um, being that my spot did get that big, it took two years for my hair to grow back. Wow. It took two years for my hair to grow back, and I remember I never did the the steroid injections. I mm-hmm. did the. Um, biotin and aloe vera oh and yeah. i did like a wild growth oil treatment i did a lot of different things but i ended up growing it back and i remember it it looks like my daughter's hair wow like it looked like as it was going back it looks like i was just i was born again <laughs> <laughs> it looks like i was like a little baby like it was soft and i mean it was curly and it was just it was very weird weird and see, the biotin didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It it only made my nails and my nails and my uh-huh. fingernails and toenails grow like I was pretty cool. Right. So it didn't work for me. Uh-huh. The aloe vera, it it didn't really work either. A, a, a lot of stuff didn't react to my scalp well. So so that's when I just gave up. I was like, you know what, Tierra, I just feel like nothing is not gonna work. 
I also struggled with having different textures in my hair because it was growing back in the middle of my head. Mm-hmm. It was literally like hair that had never been permed. Even though I was natural, I had the outsides of my hair natural. And then where the spot was growing, it felt like baby hair. Baby. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very soft. And, like, now the middle of my head is actually the longest part of my head. Ooh. And since then, my, I've never had a spot that big. I've always had spots size of like a, a quarter mm-hmm. and then they'll go back right and so last year um in march i actually got my hair dreaded up mm-hmm. and i remember telling book shout out to book hey book <laughs> shout out to book um she did my dress and i remember before i sat down i said look i got a little spot okay but I want you to take a piece from the left and a piece from the right and bring that mug together. <laughs> you're going to dread that up and that's going to be a dread. She's like, I got you, I got you. And so I would just rub my oil on there, you know, every day and just massage my scalp and try to stimulate some growth. And um, eventually it grew back. So right now, currently, July 2019, I have a, one spot that's about the size of a dime in my head. So... So I hope it does not grow any bigger. That's <laughs> what. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's definitely something that is seasonal for me. It's seasonal for me. But it definitely is alopecia areata for me. Right. And mm-hmm. it's alopecia areata for me, too, because around my edges, I have hair. Mm-hmm. And, and it's soft. You know, it's slowly growing back since I've cut it, like shaved mm-hmm. it all the way bald, mm-hmm. but I still have the spot in the middle, like I know sometimes, like my scalp may break out mm-hmm. into bumps sometimes, and sometimes it will be shiny, clear you know, it, mm-hmm. it don't look rusty because sometimes my skin you know, where my scalp can turn like a like a brownish color because my scalp is reacting mm-hmm. for some reason mm-hmm. to it, I bump out but now I can say that it is growing and it's growing very slowly and in the spots it's growing mm-hmm. very slowly. And sometimes it'll just stop mm-hmm. at a at a certain spot. It'll, it'll just stop and it won't grow anymore. And sometimes it'll grow, you know, it has its mm-hmm. good days and bad days. Okay. So we do have a few questions that we got submitted via Instagram and Facebook. So we appreciate you guys for submitting your questions you won't answer. We're going to be answering those right now. The first question we received was, how did you tell your significant other about this condition and what was their reaction? Oh, man. Man, man, oh, man. Well... I can say I have two little stories for y'all. It's story time. <laughs> so, my first relationship, my wig had actually fell off by accident. Well, we was getting out the car, and my wig got caught into the seatbelt, <laughs> and it slips off. <laughs> so, gots to be more careful. So, man, so my roommate. Imani Smith, shout out to her. I love you, girl. But she was like, oh, no. You know, she was trying to grab my wig, trying to string me up. But my ex 
had turned around and looked and he saw it like hanging off. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you said not stream me up, girl. Yeah, she had to stream me up. She had to stream me up. Girl. She was like, you know, she she got scared and I got scared, you know. So he saw it and he didn't say anything. So later on, uh, throughout that relationship, he he didn't really handle it too well because he didn't really understand what alopecia was. What it was. What it was. But then he, he ended up accepting it once he felt comfortable with it. Now, the person that I'm with now, um, it didn't take him that long to accept it because he pretty much, you know, he somewhat understood, but he didn't really, you know, uh, he was that He was him. willing to understand yes. what it is and how to support you. Right. And how to support me. So, um, me and him was together for well me and him was together for two months then and he accepted it and he encouraged me to walk around um with my wig cap off because i had a problem with uh walking around him with a wig cap on but the wig off <laughs> he was like won't you just take your wig cap off I'm so like, how did he how did he find out about yeah how did he how did he find out about your alopecia? Did you just tell him? Or? Well, I told him, but I never showed him. But, you know, one day, this is another funny story. <laughs> um, We was getting ready to go out, and I had just had a discussion with him about, you know, I have alopecia. Came back, you know, from the party, lit, you know, had a couple of drinks. Some state parties. Boy, the state parties was lit. <laughs> so... You know, it was time me to take a shower. And I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to leave my my hair on, you know, because, you know, I don't feel comfortable taking it off yet. Right, he not, was like, not yet, babe. Not yet. You're not yet, right? <laughs> so he was like, so why are you getting a shower with your wig on again? <laughs> I said, because, you know, I mean, I don't want to take it off, you know. And he was like, he was like, babe, just take the wig off. I said, no. Just take the wig off. I said, you know what? You want me to take the wig off? Fine. So I had th- took it off and threw it at him. But I was, I was, I was lit. <laughs> so that's when he he saw it and he was like, "Wow, man, you know you're beautiful. You know you don't have to hide that from me. You know that's mm-hmm. something that you can't help, Aww. and that's who you are." So that's what's up. Ever since then, I was I had confidence of mm-hmm. being like you threw the wig at him too. Yeah, I threw the wig at him because I was like, you know what? You want to see it here. <laughs> You want to see? You want to accept something? I got something. <laughs> my my boyfriend at the time, um, we were in a band together. So you know, I was when I discovered the spot. It was after a performance, and I was washing my hair. Um, and you know, he was very understanding as well. He didn't know what it was either. Mm-hmm. And. He was very understanding. He was just like, you know, oh, Buki, come here. And I was just like, go on. I'm a Not thug. Go. I'm a thug. Thug. But he was very supportive. and But I, I just would never let him see. After that initial, mm-hmm. um, that initial time that I let him see it, that first time, that was it. Mm-hmm. I didn't go every day and be like, look, it got bigger. Like, I didn't. I didn't do that because I just wasn't comfortable, like, even though that was my boyfriend. Mm. So, me and you have very different stories. Even though he saw it, I still was not ready to just be yeah. like, look, it's, it's gotten bigger. And so, hmm. But his his reaction was very, very positive. He was very positive, very supportive. And 
you know, even in the future, like, even now, like, you know, I won't, I probably won't go into detail, but like, you know, Carter's dad knows, you mm-hmm. know, about, about my hair loss and, um, you know, anybody that, that I've dated or, or talked to, um, since 2013 knows, but maybe not to the extent of That's how right. big the, the spot got. Yeah. And maybe I, I, I just don't talk about it, I guess, because I don't have the spot. It's not as big anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't talk about it as much. But, like, if he comes up, they know I wear wigs. Right. You know? Um, but it's like, like I said earlier, nowadays, everybody's wearing wigs. So right. it's very easy to just not be asked why mm-hmm. are you wearing a wig. And that's true. Like, I can say that if my scalp be itching and I have my wig on and, and, and I start panicking... <laughs> Bay, he'll just come and snatch it off. Be like, girl, take it off. It's off. <laughs> right. But, yes, the point is, you know, your significant other sh- should, um, it's very easier when your significant other is accepting of your condition. Because mm-hmm. if they're not accepting or supportive, it can be very hard to be comfortable around mm-hmm. it and be yourself in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Because you always have that thought in your back of the mind, oh, you know, um, he's not comfortable with it, you know. Oh my God, he thinks I'm ugly. He don't think I'm pretty mm-hmm. as other girls. So that could be some of the thoughts that can mm-hmm. be in your head. Right. And so it's always great to have a positive, just a good support system with mm-hmm. that, you know, because alopecia is something that we can't help. You know, it's something that we have to live with, and mm-hmm. it's much easier um, when the other person can be as engaging. Mm-hmm. With your passion, so. mm-hmm. And also as black women, you know, we are we are so wrapped up in like trends and mm-hmm. hairstyles and, and right. all of that. And so especially like, you know, being natural and wanting to smell like a fruit basket and looking like a pineapple and all that. <laughs> you know, it, it can get it can get discouraging like because I know when I found my spot, I was trying to grow my hair out mm-hmm. and my hair was actually the longest it had ever been. Wow. In a long time since high school, mm-hmm. because I've gone through so many different phases with my hair, and so my hair was like shoulder length, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I found this spot, and I'm like, no, like come on, please, right. like what's you know, but I would definitely encourage anyone who's dealing with this, like they don't, that doesn't know how to tell their significant other, if you're that worried about what your significant other is gonna think, mm-hmm. then they're not for you. Right. Exactly. I and mean, not, not saying now they don't have to be as brave as you, Tier, because I probably couldn't do that, like <laughs> walk around. But you know, just letting them know, like, look, I do have a condition with my hair. And when I say significant other, y'all, we're not talking about a situation We're talking about an actual committed relationship mm-hmm. where you guys are trying to build something, and that person' opinion matters. Right. You don't have to tell everybody that you're talking to that you have this condition. I mean. If it comes up, it comes up. But we're talking about somebody that you know is actually going to support you and what mm-hmm. you have going on. And that's any situation that you have going on and you're comfortable telling that person about. And if they're not going to support you, then they're not going to support y'all future. Mm-hmm. So, so, just, I, so just remember, y'all, positive, have positive people around you, mm-hmm. most importantly. All right, our next question is... Do you think that self-love can be taught to someone who has never been shown it? I personally believe 
that someone can be taught self-love um, we just have to learn how to accept ourselves first mm-hmm. with our flaws and all mm-hmm. and so when we know that we love ourselves nobody else can take that from you right and you know i had to learn that mm-hmm. that you know everybody is not for me everybody um, is not positive everybody's not gonna love me the same everybody's gonna want different things from me mm-hmm. and so um I met a young lady. She was from Kenya. And we were at a conference for my job. And she was with a group of Caucasian males. She was the only female and the only minority. Mm-hmm. And when she walked in the room, she owned the room. I mean, she owned it. And I remember going to her and just telling her, like, your skin is beautiful. Like, you are beautiful. And she was about to cry. And I was just like, I'm just, you know... I, she was about to cry. She gave me a hug. She was like, "You don't know how that made me feel. I've been uncomfortable since I've been here." Oh my! I mean, God. we are in, we're in Washington D.C. near the White House. Obama's not in the White House no more. We got anyway, but yeah, <laughs> don't preach, Kim. Yeah, oof. but yeah, she's she was uncomfortable, but that made her day, and she didn't realize how confident she made me feel as a black woman mm-hmm. in Washington in Washington D.C. Um, at this conference and so we have to learn how to own us and just know that we are going to be good people in the world who are going to love us for us right what in whatever situation we have exactly that's true and and also uh, another way that can help with self-love is be encouraging to others or try like i know there's a lot of haters out here you know um child some people may get jealous of others and or hate on others because of their looks or you know how they dress or what they have but just supporting each other and, and motivating each other that's mm-hmm. a good way to help help the other person have self-love, self-love because they see because that helps build confidence within themselves to know that other people like hey you know you can do you know you look nice you know so and you know what's crazy nowadays? Social media is just so powerful. Somebody can be so unhappy mm-hmm. and so unhappy and not get the things that they want or not have the things that they need. Mm-hmm. But the way they portray themselves on social media, you would think that this person has everything that they want. Right. And so right. a lot of times we judge our lives based on someone else's life that we see on social media. And it could be the complete opposite. Right. And to me, that's not healthy. Right, because that is not healthy for for us, and I and I'm guilty of that. Just seeing someone, not not necessarily being jealous of that person, but just saying like, man, like, dog, like she always going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I know people probably say that about me, but they'll be surprised because I'm right. sitting here talking about alopecia and my hair loss. Right, and because you know, everything that glitters is not gold, because you never right. know what the next person is going through or what they have going right. on behind closed doors. You mm-hmm. never know. Right. These are some good questions. Thank you all for submitting um, your questions to us. The next question, we're going to answer about two more. The next question is about toxic relationships and insecurities. Whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a spicy one right there. Do you feel that toxic relationships form from from insecurities? I personally believe 
it does form from insecurity because a lot of people don't accept their flaws. Like, for example, you got Bob and Sarah. Bob and Sarah gets into a relationship, but Bob has insecurities about himself. And he's he never accept his his flaws. So anytime Sarah may go out or if she may post on social media or a guy look at her, hey, why a guy looking at you? Hey, uh, why are you on your phone? Hey, who's talking to you? Who is that? Who is this? And that can escalate into something bigger. Like that can even escalate into abuse, verbal abuse. That can go so much further than, than what we think it can go. And that can end up becoming a burden to the relationship and, and also that can bring the value down of the other person because you know yeah. um, they feel like they're never good enough for that person and that can just bring their self-esteem confidence mm-hmm. all of that down and so this can create this can open and create wounds that is Ooh, hard child. to heal yes so you absolutely know, it's always good to understand and accept your flaws because that can affect the next person if, if, if you don't deal with yourself and build self-love for yourself. For yourself. Right. And just to piggyback off of what you were saying, people not accepting themselves and being insecure, we all have issues. Mm-hmm. And we all want to be happy. And sometimes right. people, not people, we... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we think that having someone brings happiness, but we should be we should bring our own happiness and they should just add to it. Right. But we should not depend on someone to bring happiness to us. Right. We should not depend on somebody else for happiness. And my in my own personal experience, I know this sounds crazy. You you ever heard have you ever heard someone say I wish somebody would. I wish he would do that. Yeah. Okay, we we all say that, but we've all been guilty of not loving ourselves or not thinking that or that we are good enough or not even setting boundaries for ourselves. We right. can we can say we know what we want in a relationship and but if you're so in love with someone mm-hmm. and you don't know yourself, it's easy to be manipulated and right. over time over time it's gonna get bad like this person is asking you now on day on day three mm-hmm. you know why are you always in your phone mm-hmm. but by day 365 you know you getting cussed out because you on the phone and x y and z and right. now you just try to avoid an argument so you just don't leave right that's a form of manipulation mm-hmm. those are those are signs of toxic relationships mm-hmm. so insecurities absolutely form from from insecurities in my opinion yes because of my own experience in a relationship that was toxic mm-hmm. because of insecurities right <laughs> right that's right you know um and it's just ooh that that that's another episode y'all ooh that's another episode because we got to get into episode. that we have we have got to get into that but definitely toxic relationships form from insecurities when we are not secure in ourselves we put it on the next person that we are in relationships with Mm -hmm. and we assume that they are supposed to just cater to us and our needs and what we want or what they want and because we love them Mm -hmm. sometimes we take things that we should not that we know we should not take 
Right. And it's important to set boundaries at in a relationship beginning. at the beginning. Like, I know what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know what I accept. I know what I don't accept. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, if, if, if you don't set that boundary, they will tend to run over you and they will go as far as you let them go. So so if you keep letting them go this far, they will take it an inch, an inch, an inch, another inch, more inches, and guess what? Boom. It's getting to the point where it's so hard for you to leave because mm-hmm. your emotions, feelings, time, and all of that is time wrapped is in together. Wrapped and invested, yes. Mm-hmm. And I, um, just a quick story. Whew. I, I laugh about this story now, but then it was so crazy. I was in a relationship, and the guy was very insecure. And so I remember we used to argue almost every day, y'all, every day. And I just remember to avoid arguments, I wouldn't do certain things. Mm-hmm. And that's me changing myself, but not in a good way. Mm-hmm. It was just to to make him happy but what about me right and so to avoid an argument i just wouldn't go to the party to avoid an argument i just wouldn't put that outfit on Mm -hmm. to avoid an argument i just wouldn't even be on my phone around him and why should i have to do that in order to be happy right and it got to the point like you said it's escalating to different things Mm -hmm. it got to the point that i was taking 21 credit hours and i had a paper due Mm -hmm. and i remember he wanted to talk and i didn't want to talk I said, oh, I almost said a name. Oh, child. <laughs> oh. Child, I hope you ain't listening because you know it's you. But listen, <laughs> we good now. But uh-huh. no, So I didn't want to talk. And I said, you know, we argue too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to graduate. And that's not where you are. But I know where I am. And I'm trying to graduate. And what I'm not about to do is sit here and talk to you mm-hmm. about you being insecure about me going and studying with my group. If See, you insecure about me, if you insecure about me studying my group, I mean the boy. Now I did. It was a little fine guy in my group. But I could <laughs> help that. I, how how could I help that? And see, that's insecurity. How could I? But how could I help? You that? couldn't help that. How could I help that? We had to study for the final. Now you insecure and you not secure in your relationship. That's not my problem. But. You got to be com- comfortable with you, but he wasn't comfortable with him. But anyway, he didn't want me to study with them because he felt like me and the guy were talking, which we were now. We were really good friends. Mm-hmm. My grandmother passed away. Oh, okay. And I'm from Georgia. His uncle passed away. Mm. And he's from Georgia. So I took him to Augusta. Because I, I, the funerals were the same weekend, mm-hmm. ironically. And I remember my boyfriend had a fit. He had a fit like, well, I don't understand why you got to take... I'm like, dude, his uncle just passed and my grandmother passed. And we, we trying to go to the funeral. And he need, he need a ride to go to the funeral. Like, come on. Right. Is it that serious? So, it got to the point when I got back, he had them created all this stuff telling my friend, like... Yeah, she chose her sorority sisters over going to see her grandmother before she passed. Like, stuff like that. That's toxic. Wow. That's toxic. That's That's crazy. toxic. But he, 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 well, he listening now, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, 
Hold on, y'all. I need to find you. You, can, <laughs> you got it, girl. Ooh, ooh. It's getting steamy listen, in the steamy. steam room. But listen, yeah, so... You know, saying little things like that, those those are things that will if you're if you want to make someone happy, you you're gonna accept some things that mm-hmm. some people say just because you don't wanna argue. Mm-hmm. But at that moment in time I knew my goal was to graduate. Right. You know, and regardless of what you had to say, I was helping out my friend. He needed to go home, I needed to go home. And when I got back, I come home to this. But anyway, we get in the room, and he and I, you know, I'm I'm letting him know I'm about to go to the computer lab. Now it was late, but you know the library used to be open later yeah, for right. finals, so mm-hmm. I could go type my paper. Do you know this man stood in front of the door? What? And told you couldn't go nowhere. Yep. Girl, stop. Told me I could not leave. Wait. Well, he, he told me he wanted to talk, and I wasn't. I'm not gonna say he told me I could not could not leave but he did not want me to leave until we talked mm-hmm. that's pretty much the same thing and I remember saying you have three seconds to move out of my way and I remember counting the three and the next thing I know Girl. my head connected with his head and I was on the floor what now I'm not violent I've never been in a fight in my life y'all I don't condone violence or none of that. But at the, in that moment of time, I knew I needed to exit that relationship because, one, it was toxic. Two, I was changing. Mm-hmm. Because I've never, I've never been that angry before. My head was spinning. I've never been in that place. I've never been to, to that place in my life before. I've never gone there with anybody. Like I said, I've never even been in a fight. She turned into Kim Possible. I turned into Kim Possible. And at that moment in time, I knew that that relationship was not it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and him, are we talk now, and he's changed as a person, and so have I. We both have evolved, but we have to realize, too, that everybody is not for us. Right. You know, everybody's not for us. We can be friends and uplift each other, but everybody is not for us, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to hate that person. Man, we're supposed to talk about this in the next episode. And you know what, you know y'all? Mm-mm. You know, y'all, and and, and and sometimes God God would replace people in your life just so you can help each other mm-hmm. and help each other grow. And y'all may depart from each other, mm-hmm. but y'all would learn something from each other to help you mature. Mm-hmm. So sometimes God will place people on in your life well, as a lesson. Well, that was a lesson. <laughs> Well, well. So I don't even want to answer no more now. <laughs> I'm ready to go to bed. Well, that was some good questions, man. But yes, we definitely thank you for our for your questions, and we will continue to accept questions via Facebook and Instagram. Also, follow us on Instagram right now at it and the support from those that we know and those that we don't know who have pretty much reached out to us and said they were ready to hear 
our story of our alopecia and how we remain confident and so please keep them coming and also please submit any questions you all have to the steam room and, and also submit them any topics that you all would like for us to talk about on our next podcast yes and stay tuned for our next episode which will be about toxic relationships Ooh, and insecurities yeah y'all yeah. <laughs>